0: There is nothing wrong with being nice or being kind to someone else. In fact, I think that the world could use more nice people, but here is what I have learned. You can be a kind and thoughtful person without giving up your own happiness and well-being. There's a way to show up for others and still show up for yourself before it causes you to break or burn out. I'm excited to talk to you about it today and over the next couple episodes. Are you ready to make a change in your life, but not sure where to start? Welcome to Moms on the Rise, where we believe that as moms and as women, we can choose to create a life we love. I'm Camille Beckstrand, a mindset coach and a fellow mom on this journey of rising up in all areas of our lives. So join me and let's rise together. Welcome back to Moms on the Rise. All right, let's dive into this topic about people-pleasing. This is actually something I have done my whole life and I've come to realize that it's something I need to work on because it's impacting so many areas of my life. I want this podcast to be a place where I can share the things that I'm working on and maybe what's helping me. So I thought this would be a good discussion for today. It also has caused me to reflect and really think about some of the things that I'm doing in my life. So what is people pleasing? To break it down simply, a people pleaser is a person who puts others' needs ahead of their own, which sounds pretty noble and pretty good, right? Many times, these people are seen as easy to go along with because they're so agreeable, they're helpful, they're kind, good people, right? But here is where the problem lies. Many times, people pleasers don't stand up for themselves because they're more concerned with pleasing others and earning their approval as a way to keep others happy and to keep certain friendships and relationships in their lives. Many times when we put others needs before our own, it can lead to patterns of neglecting ourselves, of self-sacrifice. It can lead to resentment, unhappiness, stress. That's a big one for me, anxiety, and even burnout. We people please because we don't want to disappoint others. We would rather be uncomfortable than make others uncomfortable. And these patterns can lead to really big problems in your life and in your relationships if they continue on this way. So in the moment, it might feel like you're avoiding conflicts because everyone in your life is happy, right? You showed up for all of them. You did all the things that they wanted, but then it leaves you feeling drained and unhappy. It's hard to really be true to yourself. You're kind of always like a chameleon changing who you are based on what you think other people want or based on people you're around. It also sometimes feels easier to focus your energy on pleasing everyone else around you instead of focusing on what you want and what will actually make you happy. And so I am definitely a people pleaser. I'll just own it. I've done this as long as I can remember. In fact, I just learned just the other day that I was showing signs of people pleasing at a super young age. I've mentioned before that one of my daughters has really bad anxiety and we go to therapy with her to help her through it. And we were talking about one of her fears. One of her fears is that someone will break into our home in the night. And it took me back to my childhood because I had that same fear. And when this fear bubbles up for my daughter, when she gets afraid that someone's going to break into our home, she will come downstairs and wake up my husband and I, And we'll walk her through it. We'll help her talk through all the feelings she's having, and then we'll get her back into bed. And I started thinking about when I was a child and I had this fear, I would sit at the top of the flight of stairs in my house that was right outside my parents' bedroom for hours on end in the middle of the night. I was so afraid to go back to bed because I knew if I did, if I wasn't watching the front door, that someone would break into our house. And I also didn't want to disturb my parents' sleep because I knew that they were tired and they had to get up early for work and I had baby sisters and I didn't want to wake them up. So even though I was terrified, I just sat so scared outside of their room for hours on end until I would finally fall asleep, completely exhausted. And I would fall asleep still scared, but I would rather be scared and terrified and sleep on the floor at the top of the stairs than wake up my parents. And I thought, this is silly that even at such a young age, I didn't want to cause discomfort for my parents, even though they were there to comfort me, but I didn't want to make them feel any discomfort waking up in the night. So I just suffered silently. And so have you ever wondered if you are a people pleaser? There are a number of characteristics that people pleasers tend to have. And so I thought I would share some of these characteristics with you. And as you listen, you can see if you have any of these. So number one, You have a hard time telling people no. And when you say no, you feel a lot of guilt and are worried about how you made someone else feel. You might feel that you have to say yes to everything to be liked by others. You want to be there and help others, even at the expense of your sleep, your time, your priorities, et cetera, et cetera. This is definitely something that I have struggled with. At one point in our marriage, I was so bad at telling people no. No. Even though I had no time, I was going to school full-time, I was working full-time, and then I would volunteer for just the most random things. And Jared told me, you can no longer tell anyone that you will do anything before running it through me. They have to get through me first. And he said it from a place of love, but it was just wake-up call to me that I really had a problem telling people no, even to stuff that I didn't want to do. I would tell them I would do it, and then I would moan and groan and complain that I had told them I would do it. And it just was this wake up call as to why am I saying yes? What's the outcome that I'm going for? It usually was to keep other people happy. I was miserable, even though it was something that in the moment felt good that I should do it. But then in the long run, it made me feel not great. Number two, you agree to things that you don't like or do things you really don't want to do. And this goes right along with not telling people no. And I want to tell you about a time where this totally popped up for me. I just thought that being a good mom and being a good citizen of the community meant volunteering to help at the school, at my kids' school, as much as I could. And that meant attending every field trip that my kids went on. And so when the teacher would say, hey, we need volunteers for this field trip, I would sign up because I didn't want to let the teacher down. I would have to juggle my work schedule. I'd have to find a babysitter for my younger kids. And then when I'd go on the field trip, I would ride on a school bus with 80 kindergartners to and from this destination. And then I would spend the whole day herding a group of children. God bless our teachers, they are literally angels on earth. Then I would just come home with a pounding headache and have to then go back to work or go and do all the other things that were on my to do list. And this cycle would continue. Each time a field trip rolled around. And I remember talking to another mom about it. And she said, look, there are some moms who are field trip moms. And there are some moms who are send supplies when the teacher needs them to school moms. And both are needed, but you don't have to be both moms. And I just thought about that. Like I was trying to be all the moms for this teacher, but I really hate going on those field trips. And I get carsick riding on buses. I can still be a rock star mom and a rock star teacher's assistant, sending all the supplies or donating to the fundraiser or grading papers at home or a million other things that the teachers teachers need help with. I had to stop agreeing to do the things that I really didn't want to do because I thought it would be better for the teacher. Number three, you pretend to agree with people even when you feel differently. Sometimes I find myself in different situations where I just go with the flow because it's easy that way. In fact, I just did this today and it's a funny example, but it will hopefully prove my point. I was with a group of ladies and they just randomly asked, if you could go back in time to any decade, what decade would it be? And they all started talking about the roaring twenties and how fun it would be and the flappers and the parties and the glitz and the glam and Here's the thing. I think that decade is super fun, but my dream has always been to go back in time to the fifties, like bring on the poodle skirts and the sock hops and the diners that just sounds so dreamy to me. And it's the era that my grandparents lived in. And I just think it'd be so fun to go back and see that. And, but because everyone was thinking that the 1920s were the coolest, I just played along and I agreed with them instead of sharing what I really thought deep down. It was just easier to agree with them. And. I know that's such a funny example, but how many times do I do this for work? Do I do this in my marriage? Do I do this in my PTA meetings where I have an idea, but it's just easier to go with what everybody else is talking about. When I do this at church and volunteer positions, I do it all the time. Number four, you feel responsible for how other people feel. This is something that I struggle with probably the most out of all these characteristics A people pleaser. I just always worry about how I will make other people feel. I am an empath. I feel like when I'm around other people, I can feel how they are feeling. And some might say that's a gift and other people say, oh, what a curse. (laughs) And it's both. But I remember once I was telling this to my therapist and she said, I want you to start saying this to yourself. I hope people have the time that they choose to have because I was so worried. I was hosting a dinner at my house and I was worried if the people would have fun or not, or if they would get along or not, or if my menu would offend people, or if my decorations were lame and would make people think that I'm not fancy or cultured. And she just looked at me and said, I want you to look in the mirror and say, I hope people have the time that they choose to have at the dinner at my house. And these are just real thoughts that I have in my head. I have to constantly remind myself that people get to choose how they feel. And it has nothing to do with me. It is none of my business how other people feel. And yet they feel responsible for their feelings. Number five, you feel uncomfortable if someone is angry at you. Oh, this is me to a T. I get a stomachache if I think I have upset someone, even a complete stranger. In fact, just the other day, I was driving on the freeway with my oldest daughter and there was an older woman. She was probably 60 to 65. She just, she looked like a sweet grandma. She had this white poofy hair, just like my cute grandma had. And she was honking at me and I have no idea why she honked. Both my daughter and I were wondering like, why is she honking? I was going the speed limit. I wasn't in her way. I wasn't blocking her. It was just so random. And we're going at a super fast speed down the freeway. Well, this older woman switched lanes and she sped up so fast that she was right next to me. And she waved at me with her middle finger in the air. Let's say that. was so caught off guard by this sweet grandma giving me that one finger salute. And I immediately just felt so bad that this stranger was upset at me and I didn't know why. And the thought in my head was, I don't want to pull over and talk to her so we can sort it out. And maybe we can have a discussion of what I did wrong and so that she's not angry at me. And I carried these feelings for about an hour of feeling bad from an interaction on the freeway that lasted just a few seconds. And I'm just really seeing now how much of a people pleaser I am. (laughs) Oh gosh. Number six, you go to great lengths to avoid conflict. Why is conflict so scary? If a problem bubbles up, I have found that I would rather quietly deal with it or hope it goes away then speak directly about it because addressing it feels so rude or it feels mean. And I get worried about how other people will feel if I directly confront them. I have stayed in relationships for way longer than I should because I was too afraid of bringing up the problem we were dealing with. Jared and I have been married for almost 20 years. And I remember earlier this year, I finally mentioned to him something about our relationship that I didn't necessarily like. And he was like, how long have we felt this way? And I mentioned, well, our whole marriage and he just let his head fall into his hands and he shook his head and was like, Camille, why didn't you ever say something? And my only answer was, I didn't want to make you upset in case it was something that you liked. I would rather be uncomfortable for years and years than make somebody else feel discomfort. It's just easier to suffer silently as long as they are happy, right? It stresses me out to think that I am creating unease for somebody else or standing up for me or something that I want or need. Because of this, I sometimes don't voice my honest opinion. I once heard someone say that another name for people-pleasing is people-deceiving because you never allow others to really get to know the real you, where you are vulnerable and honest. That really hit me. Number seven, you have a hard time setting and maintaining boundaries. A really simple explanation for a boundary is a limit or a rule that we set for ourselves. We don't set boundaries for other people. We set them for us. And they might be things like physical contact. Maybe a boundary is you don't feel comfortable hugging a person you just met. Or you could have a boundary around verbal interactions, like not wanting a friend or family member to speak down to you. I have a boundary that I set with my kids that they can't be in another room of the house and scream my name and expect me to come. I will not respond to yelling like that. They have to walk to where I am to find me unless they are in grave danger. But that's something that a boundary I had to set for myself. Another boundary you could have is around your own personal space, like choosing to not have others in your home when you aren't there or something like that. But people pleasers tend to let their boundaries waver depending on other people and their needs and their expectations. This is something that I have struggled with too. And it goes right along with avoiding conflict or you don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. But I have been in a situation where my boundary was that I needed to be in bed at a certain time because I know that I need to get a certain amount of sleep. And so I let this group of people know that I was going to just stay in tonight and rest because I had an early day tomorrow and I knew I would be better off if I were to go to bed. But then When this group of people start kind of pouting and be like, oh, you should just come. I quickly change my mind to make them happy. Just like we talked about in number five, feel uncomfortable when somebody is mad or they feel uncomfortable, really lead to some problems of not taking care of yourself. Number eight, you often overcommit to plans, responsibilities, or projects, or maybe you take on extra work, even if you don't have the time many times people will take advantage of you because of this, because you're the one who will always do it. You're the one who doesn't say no. And taking on this extra work or these extra responsibilities causes more stress in your life. This is something I am notorious for. Sorry, I keep doing these deep breaths because it's like hitting me right in the feels. This is explaining me to a T. And like I mentioned earlier, this was the main reason why Jared wanted me to run everything past him that I was agreeing to because I do overcommit to things that I just don't have the capacity to do. I've heard once that you can fit more into your time, but you can't get more energy out of your time. Like You only have a set amount of energy and you can squeeze as much into it as you can, but eventually your energy will burn out. There was a year or so in my life where I was traveling a few times a month and I had young babies at home. I was doing a lot of speaking gigs around the city, also around my state and even around the country. Like I was taking flights to go all over and a lot of them I wasn't even getting paid for. I was just doing it because it was for a good cause or it was for somebody I knew and liked. And yeah, I was showing up for them in a lot of really good ways, but my mental health was down the drain. I was so tired. I was so stressed. I was getting sick a lot because I just wasn't getting enough sleep. I was missing time with my family and my babies to help other people learn how to show up better for their family. I see the irony here. (laughs) Oh, it happens. Number nine, you apologize often. Three words that I say way too much are, I'm so sorry. I just feel like anytime that I'm going to let somebody down, if I can start it off with an apology and a big, I'm so sorry it will make people not so angry. Oh gosh, I hear it now. (laughs) Do you do this too? It all goes back to, oh, I hate to have conflict. I hate to make somebody else feel uncomfortable. And so I am often the one that's apologizing. Number 10, you feel burdened by all the things that you have to do and maybe get frustrated that you never seem to have time for yourself. I really think that it was this burden that I was carrying that caused me to have my breakdown in 2020 years of carrying this and showing up for everybody else and not making time for me a priority. I had so much resentment built up inside of me. It really was this burden that I was carrying around, but I didn't know what to do until I broke and had to do something. So those were the 10 characteristics that I wanted to share with you today of things that maybe a people pleaser does. Well, there are many characteristics that a people pleaser may have. These are 10 of the most common. Do you do any of these things? Or could you see yourself in any of these situations? Now, here's what I know. There's nothing wrong with being a people pleaser. There are probably a lot of really good things about you having some of these characteristics. Like I said, the world needs more nice people. And there are probably a lot of reasons why you do these behaviors. It could stem from adapting to a hard situation when you were younger, or it could come from maybe low self-esteem or some insecurities. It could even be that you're a high achiever and like things to be just right. But ultimately there isn't anything wrong with wanting to make other people happy. The problem comes when you hide away your true feelings or who you really are or what you need, or desire even. It might seem like a good way to keep yourself from getting hurt in the moment, but could end up doing more damage in the long run, like my mental breakdown. Ultimately, some of these people-pleasing characteristics can harm your health if they go unchecked, and it really could impact the quality of your life. So how do you change? If you are a people pleaser like me, what do you do? Is there hope for us? Absolutely. I'm going to dive into this next week. So be sure to join me because we're going to talk about how to stop being a people pleaser. And I'll share the things that I'm doing in my life right now that are really helping and making a big difference. I hope you'll join me. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the moms on the rise podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the mommy tummy fix program. If you are interested in learning more about how to take care of your body from a place of love, Head over to the mommytummyfix.com and join our community of over 10,000 women who are finding ways to live a complete and healthy life, one small choice at a time. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, a rating, and follow along so that you don't miss a single conversation. Keep on rising.